Episode of movies that make us. I'm Jake. I'm Tracy, and I'm Val. That was a really weird moment for me because I felt like when I said my name, I said it wrong somehow, and I was like, "No, that <laughs> that was that we're starting the show out." Anyway. Are you a multiversal, Jake? I could be. I could be. <laughs> Man, that I've movie. Seen so many multiverse movies in yep. in one week. Yeah, because there's everything, everywhere, all at once, and which then... I saw. And then uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Apparently, when you're making a multiverse movie, it requires a really long title. <laughs> I mean, when somebody posted that that Multiverse of Madness is mom, it like oh. blew my mind because it is a Mother's Day movie, which I it forgot is. to mention when I was on Good Things Utah the other uh, morning with all the moms, is that it is a Mother's Day movie. It's, it's a woman fighting for kids yep. that she made up. Um, but I sandwiched, I watched Multiverse of Madness and then I went and saw everything and then I watched Multiverse of Madness again. So I sandwiched it into this thing and now I'm getting ready for Top Gun, which I am on Monday night. Oh, Um, I'm jealous. I I am taking my dad. Surprisingly excited for Top Gun. Like I love the original Top Gun. And I have no idea what to expect from this sequel, but the previews look really, really good. And the early so a few of our friends. Oh, sorry, go. Good. I was just going to say they screened it at CinemaCon for yeah. all the uh, theater people, um, owners and such, and it got great word of mouth already. So, yeah, some of our film critic friends here from Utah went to CinemaCon, and I didn't like. I just saw their reactions on the social media. Again, I'm not deep diving into anyone's. Mm-hmm. reviews until i see it but just the general consensus of comments is that it's been worth the wait so i even nice. talked to some uh, someone about it um at the checkout line in smith's today i was minding my own business putting my groceries in the bags he was minding his own business and then the guy who works there that just kind of like oversees the people bagging their groceries we all got uh-huh. in a discussion about Top Gun and how excited we all are about it. And then we left each other never to be heard of again, but it was a moment. It was a moment that I will have right here. Somewhere there's another multiverse where that moment (laughs) has led to something significant. It starts a new We don't know what, but but that's how it starts. That's where it splinters off. I have some really big news. That I think okay. both of you are going to be really excited about tonight. In three hours, I am playing my very first game of D anD. d Wow! We are going to my sister's house, and Dave wow. has put together a one-off game. So my family, my sister, her husband, their kids. So their kids already play D anD. d They started playing mm-hmm. last year. Um, okay. And so we're all going to play and eat hamburgers and do all that stuff. But it's going to be my first time. I don't even know like what to expect, what to do. Dave's been sen- spending days putting storylines together. Won't tell me who my character is yet. Text my sister some random 
No, he texts my sister a random thing like, answer this question. Are you, um, you know, easily upset and frustrated? Are you like, like all these character descriptions and didn't tell her why. He's like, I just need you to pick one of these. And I'm like, well, who am I? Who am I? And he's like, not telling you. I'm like, oh. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't get to pick your character in this version of D&D that you're mm -hmm. playing in this round. No? I'm excited to, to learn more. I want to hear a recap of this. Yeah. Oh, you will. <laughs> I've definitely learned. So we typically, when we play, we've been doing it remote because a couple of people in our party are not local. Um, and we had an opportunity a few weeks ago where all of us were together and we played in person and it was much, much better in person. So it goes better in person with food. Like it was just really great. So I'm excited for you, Val. I think I it'll like be fun. most things are better in person. I think that we're better in person with food also. That's so true. we need to do that like once a quarter where we actually meet and eat and, and talk movies live. I'm down with yeah. that. We can definitely right. do that. But you know, there is a Dungeons and Dragons movie coming. I know this. I know. There's a huge cast in that movie oh, yeah. of people that I didn't think would be in this movie, but yeah. Yep, Which yep. movie is that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear Dungeons it. and Dragons, the new Dungeons. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know what to think of it yet until I see more than She's just the title. <laughs> I have a funny little laugh out loud for y'all. So you all know my best friend, Yen, and I'm calling her out because mm -hmm. I know she doesn't listen to the show at all. So she won't ever know that I'm making fun of her um, on this show. Um, I She's the one that said, hey, Val, I want to go see everything everywhere all at once with you. And I was like, OK, great, because we both love Michelle Cho. And I'm like, I haven't seen it. I wasn't in town for the screening. So that's perfect. Um, we saw it. It was great. And then when we were done watching that, she's like, will you go with me to see Dr. Strange tomorrow? And I'm like, oh, man, you mean I have to see it again? <laughs> and hang out with you some more. Yes, I will. So we did this two thing two days in a row. But this is what's funny is she doesn't watch and everyone I think has a friend like this, right? Or a relative that doesn't watch as many movies as you do. And so when they're watching the trailers of other movies with you, you have to explain to them what's going on. And um the it was the first time I'd seen the new Jurassic Park um trailer on the big screen Hi. and she's like she's like oh there's another one and i said yeah and they're bringing back uh the full cast and it it registers her you mean like people from the original and i'm like yeah everybody everybody's coming back and then we're watching a little bit a little bit longer and then she's like wait how did they get out how did the the, the dinosaurs get out and i'm like they always get out like have you <laughs> not watched any of these movies the dinosaurs always get out yeah they're always okay. where they're not supposed to be people die some dinosaurs <laughs> are nice others are not nice some swim in the middle and i'm just like what yeah, that's like, that's okay. kind of the whole plot of jurassic park <laughs> That the dinosaurs get out. Be, it wouldn't be she's, as interesting a movie if the dinosaurs stayed in. But she's the same person as I'm watching. This is the one of the only reasons I loved the Ghostbuster movie with all the women in it. Uh -huh. Is she had never seen any other Ghostbuster movie. What? So I'm sitting with her in this Ghostbuster movie the weekend that it opens. And everybody's getting excited for, you know, Bill Murray comes on and she's like, why is everybody excited? I'm like, that's Bill Murray. She's like, I don't know who that is. So I'm explaining to her what? during the movie 
who Bill Murray is. And then Sigourney Weaver comes on and she's like, who's that? And I'm like, wait, you are a kick butt, like no nonsense woman. And you don't know who Sigourney Weaver, Weaver is. So I'm naming off all these movies. And she's like, I haven't seen any of these. And I'm like, okay, remember in the movie Dory, the voiceover on the, and she knew oh she's like oh yeah and I'm like that's her I'm like are you so I'm just laughing the whole time because I am explaining if anyone was around us like listening to me explain the franchise of the Ghostbuster franchise to this person while we're watching the movie yeah this is my best <laughs> like at first when it's you said fun, she didn't know, it's fun. when you said she didn't know who Bill Murray was I thought you meant just like in Ghostbusters, she didn't know no. who his character was. She, but she didn't know who Bill Murray. No, no. goodness. She has a life outside of well, movies. Well, she doesn't... sure, but there's just I yeah, feel like some have... actors and performers that even Are if you kind of iconic, yeah. Like okay. I, I wasn't is... as surprised about Bill Murray because that's not really her genre of anything. But when she didn't know who uh, Sigourney Weaver was, because that is she's a very strong woman. She supports strong right, women right. and and all of that. But the fact that she didn't know who Sigourney Weaver was, I was like, and the fact that I had, that she knew her from Dory and none of the other movies Dory. that. <laughs> so I love you, Yen. There's... You make my life exciting. Um, you keep me on my toes. Wow. And I can't even tell you what I had to explain about Dr. Strange because I would be giving away secrets but one of the things is and this isn't a secret to any superhero movie ever but we're like more than halfway through the movie and she's like wait if that's destroyed then how do they win and i said yen in every superhero movie they win with the power that they've always had inside of them yeah i'm like yep. that's every superhero <laughs> and or sports movie ever made is that you end up losing what you thought you needed to win and then you won mm -hmm. with the power you've always had inside of you. Yeah. Which, which is almost a line from the movie later, like toward the uh -huh. end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. I won't say and, from who to who. No, she looked at me because I told that to her. And then the line comes uh, 10 minutes later and she just looked at me and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. That's awesome. <laughs> so that was my weekend of explaining movies in the theater to it. people. Well, my best friend. Yeah. We that's we went and saw it with my kids. Well, not all of them, just the three older kids. I decided the younger kids needed to not go see Doctor Strange. Uh I wanted to see it first. And I yeah. definitely would recommend that. If you have kids that are kind of in that 9 to 10 range that normally you wouldn't think twice about taking to a Marvel movie, screen this one first and then decide and and you and your kids may be fine with it you're going to know them better than i do but i would definitely recommend that um but we had a, a group of three people sitting next to us like a seat in between and then them and the whole time they're it, similar like they were explaining to somebody in their group everything that was going on and i'm like don't come on open anyway that's it was I, I and, and they weren't quiet about it like it's one thing if you're like whispering over to the person next to you and you're saying you know but like yeah. i could hear them talking and at one point the lady that they were explaining everything to was like getting on her phone to what? like make a phone i'm like come on <laughs> come on there was a guy there was a i felt oh. so bad for this kid there was like probably this kid was 17 18 years old and he brought his dad with him not 12 minutes in the movie the dad's really loud 
I hope this gets better. And I turned and looked at him and I'm like, it does. It does get better. Like, I get it. Like, if you're, yeah. there's a lot of like setup, right? But that's, um, but that's your inside your head voice that should say right. that. Not and your then, out loud to everyone else voice. Right before the movie ends, he's like, yeah, it didn't get better loud enough so that I could hear it. Cause I'm the one that looked at him and said, it's going to get better. And then they waited for just one of the um, credit credits. scenes. And he's like, that was the best part of the whole movie. And then they got up and left. And I'm like, there's one more. That's the part that doesn't, if, unless you're a comics nerd, that scene doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it was a deep cut. That was yeah. probably our friend Craig Price's favorite part of the whole movie, though. Yeah, no, I, every time I see it, I think of Craig Price. Yeah, like, hands down, this is his new favorite MCU movie. Yeah. I'm 100% yeah. sure. I have zero yeah. doubts. Mm-hmm. Craig, you I can't wait until we talk about it because I have some issues with the movie and I can't wait till we talk about it. We, awesome. uh, yeah, we're planning on having special guests uh, on that for that one. Yep. So that'll be fun. Is that how we're going to build it up? Is just like that? Because well, I feel like that was really a do, sad build so up. We're going to do a dual podcast between Multiplane Podcast and Movies That Make Us. So we're going to have Ty on so he can nerd out and deep dive it how many times did he scream in the movie tracy did you hear any of the screams i didn't but he sat down in the luxury press seating i was up in the nosebleeds oh um and then <laughs> and then we'll have our buddy neil on which he's also yeah, robert amazing. neil robert is, neil yeah. i always call him neil by his last name like mr neil <laughs> yeah he's mr neil because he dresses so nice i feel like he, i gotta call him a in- mister he was in the full Nick uh, Nick Fury. Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. I almost said yeah. Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, that I know. Been and a, I kept trying to go there a, too. And I'm like, nope, yeah. that's not right. That would have been no. a trans- transformation for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to talk about Doctor Strange. And we'll go into spoilers. And we don't want to do that yet because. We're going to give know, you a week to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. There. Anyway. I was going to make a comment, but I'm not now. So we're going to move forward with our movie today. Never ending story. Tracy, Such you picked this. Classic. It is classic. It is <laughs> pure 1980s nostalgia. Like just greatness in that mm-hmm. aspect. So, and, and it, it is very classic 1980s because it's, yeah, it's it a is, family it film. So right? 80s. And it's mm-hmm. geared toward kids, but at the same time, it's kind of scary for kids. I think. I mean, it's not overly scary. It's fine, but it, it was what the eighties were like. Like you had like the dark crystals and the labyrinth and the never-ending stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one came out when I was nine, so I grew up on this film. I don't think we saw it in the theater. We might have. I don't remember doing so, but on VHS, then yeah, this was a. This was a huge staple at my house growing up. How about you guys? This was one that we bootlegged, man. I think I just threw oh, yeah. away the VHS that we had like Never Ending Story and Princess Bride and like uh-huh. all these things on the same. You record them in EP so you could fit like three movies on one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quality be danged. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? I we wasn't old enough to know better. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But it's not like now where it's like, oh, this comes in 4K and I've got my 4K TV and I'll sit and watch whatever. But no, I mean, when I was a kid, it was on this little square TV 
the quality wasn't going to be great regardless. That's a very good point. Yeah. And it was I don't even care now. Like I kind of care, but I'm not one of those snobs. Like, yeah. I remember when, when we were doing Sundance at home from home and I was at getting home. like messages from people, Hey, are you able to upload this into all the number letter things? And I'm like, dude, I'm just, I push play. So <laughs> I push play. I'm happy to be here. Uh, yeah. I'm happy to be doing this. Um, I just like the fact that I can watch movies. So, yeah. Well, and, and that's how I felt watching yeah. the VHS cassettes as a kid too. And yeah, I, I, I think this was one. I don't think people totally understand. Like we didn't buy movies when we were kids because they were expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you wait until yeah. they were on TV and you recorded them. That's what we did. Yeah. Or, or yeah. you rented them and you had two VCRs and you played it on one and you recorded on the other. Yeah. See, I, I think was always we rented. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think we rented certain movies so many times that I could have owned it three times by the time, <laughs> yeah. you know, by the time you could possibly, and I just, yeah, there were some of those and they weren't good. It was like the pirate movie. I probably, if I were to take what I, my parents paid into renting the pirate movie, I could own like five copies of the pirate movie. There's a, yeah. there's a couple of songs on that one. That's questionable. That whole movie's questionable. What What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. um, see, we we never had the dual VCRs. I wanted that, but, mm. but we never, we never. My parents didn't feel like it was worth the investment. I think they felt like that was somehow crossing a line because then you'd be renting the movie and recording it, and that would be too close to stealing it. Mm. No I mean, it was it was stealing it, like just recording it off the TV. Well, see, my but, mom my mom would go to reams and they would rent for like a dollar and she'd just like and get the ice cream right in the EP. Yep. Put it in EP mode and tape like four movies and have them all on one tape. And then it was us kids could watch as many times as we wanted. Yeah. Which is same with Indiana Jones, the, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's <laughs> yep. Yeah. I seriously never saw until I was probably, 17 years old like the real oh. version of uh Greece oh. and because we had we had the recorded from TV version and when I was sitting at my friend's house watching it I'm like what Wait, like what? I yeah. saw the butt for the first time the bare butt and I was like what where has this been this whole my whole life is a lie mm-hmm. my whole <laughs> life has been censored from this butt <laughs> We, we grew up watching planes, trains, and automobiles that we'd recorded yeah. off of TV. And the first time I saw that unedited, I i mean, the the part with the rental car, my my mouth hit the floor. I was like, this can't be that bad. We watch this all the time. Holy cow. No wonder those friends couldn't come over to my house anymore because we're like, my favorite movie is this movie. Yeah, I used to tell people that I loved Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Like I was I was nine years old and they just looked at me like what? Yeah. Until I was 16, I had no idea what happened in that car. I was like, Yeah. It's a movie about dancing. I watched Flash Dance. Yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, is our parents didn't have to worry about it because it was mm-hmm. on TV and they knew it was fine. Right. Like, oh, yeah, it's on yeah. TV, it's fine. And so now watching flash dance again. Yeah. But it's fine because it was it's fine. It's the TV version. Oh, okay. Then it's fine. She doesn't know what a stripper is. She just thinks they're dressing up and dancing and yeah. 
Yeah, I had no idea. I had no idea. I was like, she's awesome. She works with her hands and then she goes and takes showers on stages. She's cool. When I grow up, I want to be that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> for a lot of years, I felt like I always thought the line ended with Yippie Kaye Monkey Uncle. <laughs> And that is not how the line goes. <laughs> My favorite dubbing, TV dubbing, is uh, Snakes on a Plane. And Samuel L. Jackson says, I'm tired of these monkey fighting snakes on a Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> Monday to yep. Friday plane. <laughs> this plane doesn't fly weekends. Yeah. And, and our kids will... <laughs> Our, my kids won't know the magic of TV edited movies that like you could watch these cool R rated movies that you couldn't see otherwise and not worry about the content or getting right. in trouble with mom and dad. They just watch the hard, hard R rated <laughs> movies. Now that's all they do. So oh, no, fun. no, 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 no. One last story before we get back. So oh. my, one of my daughter's favorite movies don't white chicks growing mm -hmm. up. She just loved white chicks okay, and okay. we had it's a judgment free zone. It, she yeah. loved white chicks. She just thought it was so funny and entertaining and whatever. Um, and then I, I don't know, we scratched the DVD or whatever. So my brother-in-law decides to get her a new DVD for Christmas of it, gets her the director's cut version. Uh oh, I didn't think anything of it. And I walk in and well, they're sitting in a bedroom where she's maybe still around like 10 and there's all these toys laying oh, all no. over this bed. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, I know she doesn't know what they are, but I don't want this. And so that was lost. We could, I don't know where it went. I am so sorry that we Weird can't enough. find it. <laughs> I love that one of her favorite movies was, was White Chicks. And like I said, this is judgment free. It's not like it was Sharknado or something like that. I wish I had the producer skills to mute you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Val. <laughs> we have not yet, after three years, given Tracy the uh, capability <laughs> to push any of the buttons because and we I, don't and, trust. And them. I have, I have stated this, and I'll state it again. I don't think they're good movies, but they made me laugh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, but when somebody talks about a bad movie, I feel like that's just always an opportunity to get a little dig oh, in there on the Sharknado. I just think I, I, it was random that an eight to ten year old was like, "White chicks, let's watch it again." But then I was like, "Flash dance, so whatever." Yeah, it's all she it's all showers on stage. That's cool. <laughs> so, with this movie though, the never ending story. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there wasn't really anything they needed to cut out of the theatrical version for TV because no. there's nothing really inappropriate in this. Just so you guys, just so everyone's aware, if you've never seen Never Ending <laughs> Story, you can't really attain the, <laughs> the director's cut. I don't know what happens in that. I don't know what toys make an appearance or anything like that, but I think it's probably you know, still it, pretty tame. It's interesting too because um, the the director did Das Boot, which have you guys seen? Yeah. Not oh, even the Boot. same kind of movie. So yeah, good. totally different. <laughs> yeah, and then and then he comes and makes this one, and this is his first uh, English film. But, I mean, he had a string of hits for a while. He had In the Line of Fire, um, Outbreak, he had... Mm -hmm. did, he, 
it wasn't yeah he did air force one um yeah. i'm trying to think of some of the others but yeah he had a all very wall. similar all very similar to <laughs> I like that <laughs> it's like story. he just made movies he wanted to make. He doesn't have yeah. like a specific genre. But then he hasn't done much for a while, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, Wolfgang Peterson, I I I like his style. I like his work. Um I like his name. This this does make me think of um Labyrinth in a lot of ways, Jake. And you kind of mentioned mm -hmm. that because the the kind of creatures that they have, it's definitely not a Henson piece, but you can tell that they were kind of influenced by by the Henson company. Yeah. You know, I like that... this movie more than I like Labyrinth. I would I say too. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think the creatures in Labyrinth though are better than the ones I in this. I don't know. There's some, you don't get a lot. There's like the scene when they're all talking to the princess, there's mm -hmm. some cool creature design in there and it's brief. You only get like a few shots, but there's some cool stuff going on in the background on some of those. There is, but there's also like these butterflies like these butterfly people that are in there. And I caught this watching it this time around. Cause there's like the big head people and they look really cool. And there's, but then there's these butterfly people where it's like, they're in this gray, like jumpsuit top to bottom butterfly wings and their faces. There's like no makeup or anything. It's just people faces. So it's like, they just pulled up the hood and they're like, Nope, that's good. Don't worry about makeup. We're just going to go with that. And it just kind of stands out when you see it. Cause you're like, Oh my gosh, why did they like do something with their faces? Nope. Just people faces. It's fine. But I, have you guys read the book? I've never read the book. It's it's long. I hear. I try Some not people to are read. Still reading it. Just keeps going, going. <laughs> I listen. 20. I listen to most books because I know I know it's better for me. Yeah. I Every have time I book. open a book, I fall asleep. And I'm mm. and I'm not a good sleeper, but like I open a book and it does something to me and it just relaxes me to fall asleep. Whereas if I listen to a book in the car or where I'm at the gym or whatever, mm -hmm. I'll just it's better. Okay. All right. I, I own I, books I that I have read. I I like <laughs> I like reading when I can. The hard thing about reading is I don't have a lot of time to just sit and read. Mm -hmm. And so I end up doing a lot of audiobooks because I can do other things while I'm listening to the books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I but have not I listened to or read this book. The the author um, hated the film. Um, he actually he didn't want That's the movie weird. made. He tried to get a, tried to get a court injunction and couldn't get one. And so then they showed him the movie and he hated it so much that he told him to take his name off the credits. Wow. So they mentioned him briefly in the very end credits. They have like a little acknowledgement, but it's not like based on the book, you know, by uh, oh wow by the guy who his name, but. Yeah, he was not happy. And then um, I think he passed away in the mid-90s. And they tried to do a remake a couple of years ago and couldn't get the rights because the rights Good. were all tangled up. So, And I don't think it needs to be remade. I think it holds up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah it, I guess it's different from the book. And that's why I was curious because I haven't read it. So I was wondering if you guys had. I haven't either. And I wondered as I was watching it, well, first I was wondering if it was based on a book and then how different the book would be. I mean, there's a book of it, obviously, in the movie, but I didn't right. know if that was, you know what I mean? If that, if it was really based on an actual an book actual or. Book, yeah. Well, I so, didn't know this until I did a little research. They made two sequels, uh, Never Ending Story 2 and Never mm -hmm. Ending Story 3. 
And Jack mm-hmm. Black is the villain in Neverending Story 3, which I did not mm-hmm. know about. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think Never you Ending need Story to know 2. about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love Jack Black. Story 2, but, but I didn't know about 3. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not... It's forgettable. So... 3 yeah. is... Yeah, I mean, I think they both are. I didn't care for two either. Like I, I keep forgetting that I, I keep forgetting that they were made until somebody brings them up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I did that. I did. (laughs) uh, I spent time with both of those things. Yeah, I've seen Neverending Story too, but I cannot remember. Like I wouldn't if I watched it now, it would probably be a whole new experience again because I just haven't. I don't remember it at all. I do remember this Mm -hmm. one. This was one that stood out to me. I think we watched it over and over again. And so mm-hmm. because of I that, I remember that one, but I don't think two had that same impact. I was still able to quote some of the lines from the movie while I was watching it. I'm like, Oh yeah. man, this takes me back to when I was nine years old. This is great. I really like it because it was before before we got Jumanji and before we got all of these other things that are very similar. This was, you know, that movie that brought you into the book and, you know, when this movie was made, like reading wasn't really like top priority. Like we had the reading mm-hmm. programs at school, but like making mm-hmm. a movie about a book, you know, I mean, yeah. it was around the same time that the um, Hobbit animated um, mm-hmm. stuff came out, yeah. which I remember yeah. watching those around the same time, but I just thought it was so creative. Um, and it really did the fact that it happens in a library, the ha- fact that it happens, you know, like with this book and this young this young kid. And when I went back and watched it, watching all of the different characters on who they cast in this movie, it was actually pretty progressive for its time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I, I agree. I don't think at the time that this movie came out that reading was really, I mean, it, it was similar to when he walks into the bookstore and the guy's like, yeah, I don't have anything that goes beep, boop, beep. Yeah. That you'd mm-hmm. be interested in all I've got yeah. is books. And the kid's like, yeah, I've got like 180 of those at home. I'm like, okay, this guy's obviously a nerd. And he was like the 1980s version of a nerd. Like, he reads yeah. a lot of books. Yeah. And when he says the titles, I'm like, and those are all really nerdy books. Some <laughs> Leagues Under the Sea. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. I mean, at that point, that young, that kid was a nerd, man. If he was reading Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I loved, I loved this. I love the movie because as he, as the guy's talking about like, yeah, do you ever feel like you're experiencing what the characters are experiencing when you're reading a book? And he's like, yeah, all the time. And I loved that concept because as I was, when I was a kid and I would read a book, that's how I would feel. I would feel like I was in the book, in Mm -hmm. the story, seeing the characters, visualizing them. And like, to me, the whole concept of, as I'm reading this book, it feels like I'm seeing what's happening that was very real to me. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really well done in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, around the time this movie came out again, it was, it was all like space and intergalactic mm-hmm. stuff. Cause we uh-huh. had, what was the movie with the big eyeball in the space that takes the kid in the flight eyeball. of the navigator, flight of the navigator. Awesome. Yeah. movie. Yep. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I watched that over and over and over. I think it was between oh, yeah. this labyrinth and flight of the navigator. Like that's what I yep. was watching, but I was also <laughs> reading. I was reading you know, uh, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Yeah. So, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, big nerd, but also watching, uh, Michael Jackson, every chance I could get. So, um, 
Yeah, I just think this time and bringing in Michael Jackson, like it was, this was the time of creatures on mm -hmm. screen, yes. you know? And so I, all of the movies I, that we just mentioned are all about creatures. And this movie has some fantastic make-believe creatures that you just um, can't forget, which are so fun. And even I was a little worried watching it again because I didn't want to lose that love and nostalgia that I had yep. back then. But I yep. still love Atreyu and I still love... You know, like everything, the rock, oh, the rock people, you know, rock and Valcor and like, I love him, the rock guy. Like when I remember yeah, right? when I was younger, I was just like, oh. I want to be hanging out with the rock guy. And that's like one of the saddest parts of the movie. Like it just makes me cry. I camp here. <laughs> yeah. This is limestone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I love when he shows up. And on his like big rock power wheel thing that he's yeah. big thing that he's driving around, like it was cool. Um, I think you can stop on a dime though. Oh yeah, yeah. For something that big and heavy, it's impressive. It just stops. Yeah. I was showing, I was showing the preview. Speaking of sad moments in the film, I was showing the preview to my kids. I'm like, this is what I'm going to watch, and wanted to see if they would watch it with me. And I and it shows a tray you, and he's like riding on his horse. I'm like, yeah, see that horse. Don't get attached, kids. Just don't oh. get attached. <laughs> Spoiler. Well, yeah. listen, I wanted to prepare them. That was traumatic for me when the horse it's traumatic up and dies. And uh, I saw a picture. I saw a picture of some guy at a convention and he yeah. was dressed as a Treyu and he just had the bridle and then they had like a fake horse head that was laying on the carpet. And people were like, too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> great. It's a great cosplay because you can then double it for like if you want to do a Godfather cosplay like yeah. the next day. It's the horse head. Which which I I watched the Godfather this week for the very first time in my life. What? Oh, why aren't we walked? Why aren't we talking about that? How is your life now? How are you doing? What I, did you I, eat directly before and after watching the film? Um, I don't know what I ate right before after. Well, spaghetti it's was important. probably what I wanted after. You know, <laughs> it it is a very well done movie. Obviously, I mean, The Godfather mm -hmm. everybody knows is a classic, and I it was on Paramount Plus, and I'm like, I really probably should watch that movie, you and I've just never gotten around to it. Godfather two, man. I haven't I haven't watched that one yet, but it's on my to do list. I do think Three. it is interesting. Great, two. Oof, that's a great one. I do think it's interesting that so i was reading up on it as i was watching it that al pacino was nominated for best supporting actor and marlon brando won for best actor and al pacino mm -hmm. didn't even show up for the award ceremony to protest because he thought he should have been nominated for best leading actor al pacino was right like marlon brando's in the movie for like 20 minutes total <laughs> screen time but he had but, that he had the the cotton balls in his mouth yeah no he was great in the movie I'm just saying, like, oh, Al Pacino yeah. carries the film. Yeah. yeah. It's about his I think his maybe character. next year for Halloween, I'm just going to put a bed with a horse's head in it on my front lawn. That's it. There it's you perfect. go. That's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, that scene was intense, man. When he wakes up and he's just, like, covered in... Oh, my gosh. Anyway. <laughs> <He's> like, <yeah>. <laughs> anyway, horses... Everything story. Yeah. <laughs> I can bring up two. I can bring up three more movies where horses die if you want me to. I think we're good. I mean, you know, that's we should have a month of tragic horse stories. 
tragic horror stories. Oh man. Welcome back to Tragic Horror Story Month. <laughs> there are some really great mo- movies though with tragic horror stories. Like there is. It truly like, is. horse. Yeah. Not I did say horse and not horse. Well, yeah, we could do that the next month. Yeah. We could we could do the next one the next month. The other tragic stories. <laughs> We could, we could put horses, Les Mis in there. Whores and horses. Whores and horses. On movies oh that make gosh. us. <laughs> the <Okay>. end. <laughs> that, was, that, was a, that was a pop hit right there. <laughs> Just because I don't think there's going to be a better segue. Speaking of pop hits. Let's talk about the never-ending story song, the theme song that I'm sure we're going to hear Tracy sing at some point in this episode, probably toward the end, and I'm excited for it. (laughs) That song is so darn catchy. Every time I hear it, it's stuck in my head for weeks after I hear it. Mm -hmm. I love it. And and it is so 80s. The synthesizers, the soaring male vocals. uh, Yeah, that one. It is very, very 80s. Like 100%. <laughs> yeah. and, and when you watch the, the music video of it, like it becomes just more 80s. Like it is yes. that new wave synth sound if, and if it's just great. Not, and if you have look, not seen the video, give yourself a favor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great. Um, but I love it because oh, go ahead. It's, it's tied in with the movie, right? Because it's the name, The Never Ending Story. It was mm-hmm. written for it's the movie. But uh man like when you listen to it obviously when they wrote the lyrics they were like we don't know what this story is about so let's just throw in never-ending story rainbows whatever just throw it in there and we'll just call it good because it really has nothing to do with the narrative of the story at all (laughs) make believe i'm everywhere given in the light written on the pages is the answer to a never-ending story right and i think that line especially bothers me my stories don't have like it's not a question it's not a never-ending question it's a never-ending story like the answer to the never-ending story like stories don't typically have an answer necessarily i don't know i just think it's weird grammar guys obviously not you know and english isn't here's here's my other this is my other favorite line rhymes that keep their secrets will unfold behind the clouds and there upon a rainbow is the answer to a never-ending story yeah that's that's yeah. some poetry right there. If that's one if where you, it sounds better than it is written on the page. If if you can listen to that line and you understand what it means, you have had a really good night, and you probably should lay off whatever you've been doing. I was going to say acid, I'm chocolate uh, wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but Polar it doesn't matter, is- like. The song is great. The music is great. The lyrics are questionable, but it fits. It all fits together and it's fine and it's beautiful. And it's such a classic song. Like it's one of those that the minute you hear it, you're like, oh yeah. And it takes you back to the movie because like you said, Tracy, it's in there a lot. You hear it a yes. lot. In the movie. <laughs> like they had budget to get one song done for this movie. And they're like, just keep using it. Just throw it you in know, there. When it is when it is that good, the director's like, just punch that through. Just keep it going. Yeah. You, know, you got that kind of asset, you use it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and the guy, the 
what's his name yeah he he has you like that's his career is that song (laughs) well he he has used it kajai gugu and lamal oh they have they have a few more but yeah yeah but But i think this is probably if you're gonna be a one-hit wonder and if it's a big enough one hit that's all you need yeah I've seen about a boy. That's all his dad needed was that one Christmas song. And that's what he's been living off of. That's oh, a great goodness. movie. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I love the character work. I love Falcor, the design of him. I like the, the fuzzy mane with the, with the scales and, mm-hmm. and, and, and it's cool. Cause like I said, it's not Henson, but it's Henson esque and it's got its yeah. own kind of, german twist to it which was kind of an interesting yeah so it was like henson but more precise (laughs) it's no wishy-washiness happening here no there's no room for that (laughs) we don't have time well i mean a lot of our fairy tales come from germany Mm -hmm. that's true you mean horror stories that we've turned into fables that's what it is i mean if we break this movie down it's a horror story turned into a fable turned into a movie yeah yeah good point i'll tell you the other scene that that got me when i was a kid is when he has to go through the guardians yes looking over with the judgment and opening up very eyes very pointy eyeballs Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah um and the big bad wolf that's in this, which is also very German, oh, yeah. fairy tale esque. Well, and I was when I was doing a little research before this, I read that uh, Atreyu almost got his eye poked out by one of the mechanical claws. Oh, really? So when, he, when he's I thought you were going to say something it, else. Sorry, keep going. I am so sorry. Keep going. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I was just gonna say he had to wrestle with the uh, with the mechanical wolf. It was like a machine that they had built, and uh, yeah, like I guess one of the paws got too close and almost poked him in the eye. So, oh wow, they were kind of a little worried about that. Yeah. One thing that really um, that I didn't notice before because like. When I used to watch this movie, I didn't think about this kind of stuff, but there really were not a lot of locations Mm-mm. on this movie. There there was really only like four locations yeah. on this movie. And then the rest was all on a, on a set, right? On this just mm-hmm. like set that they probably had two or three different, you know, green screens and some props and stuff. But I also, one thing that I tried to look for was the lines from the green screen. Mm. and i didn't see them mm-hmm. yeah so it, i just it, thought it, wow it, it, like it, this is early yeah i think that's part of what makes it so essentially Hold 80s up. fantasy is the fact that there uh-huh. are only like four locations because when you think mm-hmm. about like labyrinth and um even like conan yeah. the barbarian like there's only a few mm-hmm. locations mm-hmm. and they yeah. you can tell that like they weren't going to invest a lot of money into a fantasy movie. They're like, yeah, okay, here's a go do it, whatever. And so they, right. it's not like today where the expectation is that like 
they're going to travel this whole middle earth area and they're going to see all of these different cities that are all going to feel lived in and cultures and everything else. Like that wasn't the expectation. It was like, there were these four places that they went and they all felt really isolated and everything else was like nothing. But I feel like we traveled so far in this movie. Like you feel like you go to so many places and you just travel like so far away and they did it just so it was just really cool. Yeah. That I was like, wait a second. Like, but really (laughs) it's not that many places. Like it was just, it's just neat that, that I didn't catch that until I was older. When you're younger, you're thinking you went off to all of these places, all of these places with him. Yeah. Super impressed still. Yeah. Well, I, I think the thing that always stands out for me when I, when I watch this movie and what I always remember is that the Empress was probably one of my first crushes in a movie. I was like, Oh man. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you could win the heart of the Empress, that would have been awesome. I mean, you couldn't (laughs) like, Like, come on. How can you compete with that? Sorry, the other thing I I learned, and I thought this was cool, and I think Val probably already knows this because she's good friends with Steven, but um, (laughs) Steven Spielberg owns uh, the necklace that Atreyu wore, and he's got a frame in his office. I actually do know that, but I think it's because someone told me that in the Ah. last couple of years, and I thought it would have been probably you, but I guess if it wasn't you... just realized it, it was on it was on a podcast or in a panel or something like something. someone told me that's the only reason i knew that yeah you we don't get it. into his collect we don't get into his collections when we hang Steven, out even took you into his office and you saw it come on that's Let's weird be real. don't say that again <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry Please. i need to be done today i need to be done today. <laughs> We're not even recording late at night. This is great. I haven't slept well. I it's been a weird week. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say that if I knew Stephen, that's all I'd want him to do is show me his collection. But now I can't because like, <laughs> it a whole new meaning. We've done what we do to things. We ruin them. <laughs> We've ruined it. So now I don't want to see Stephen's collection at all. Um. Oh man, sorry. So man. what what do we want to give this as a rating for this movie? Give as wow, that was really bad. What do we want to give? You, it? Why do you go first? I, I for me, this movie is very nostalgic. It brings back a lot of memories. Um, I do think though, when I watch it, for me, it does start to show its age a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But it's still a fun movie, and it's still one that I would love for my kids to sit down and watch. Um, I'm going to give it a B plus. Solid B for me, man. Solid B. I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. I I enjoyed going back and seeing what I didn't catch as a kid because now, you know, I'm an adult and things suck. And so when you go back and see things and you, you're like, wait, this still, it doesn't suck. Um, yeah. It made my childhood even better. So. Yeah. Solid yeah. Nostalgia wise, I'd give it an A. Um, me now, I'd give it probably a B, but I like the practical effects that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, even the little bit, if they did do green screen, like Val says, it holds up and you can't really tell. Um, yeah. it's, and it's one, it just, it, we don't get a whole lot of, um, kids fantasy. I, I, I mean, you get some, you get the Percy Jacksons and a few things, but that's, that's one kind of genre that is kind of under, 
underutilized, I think. I think we could use a few more of those. So, um, yeah. but evidently not uh, Never Ending Story 3. We don't want to talk no. about that. No. I, I would love to see them do more movies like this, for sure, because I think kids would really like it. And it would be amazing to see what they could do now right? special effects. Although, I agree. I love the practical effects, and there's just a certain amount of charm with practical yeah, yeah I, I would like to see it do it again but with but with practical effects because i feel like mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. see we know everything they can do with regular effects especially with you know uh james cameron's new movie that's coming out yeah like like if you haven't seen the trailer yet um it's it's amazing but it's um, and it looks, looks really and great. it looks and it looks beautiful they had us watch it in 3d before we saw dr strange mm -hmm. like they brought us in as critics to watch it in 3d and it was James Cameron knows what to do with 3D, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that I would love never ending story as much as I do if you did it with all of that technology. I love the I fact agree. that that it was the practical stuff. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Totally agree. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Never ending story. It's a classic. You definitely need to check it out if you haven't. It's definitely a movie that has beat us, I think. Tubi TV. It's free. There you go. Free on Tubi TV. I bought it for seven bucks on Apple. So Tubi's not bad. You get like 30 second commercial breaks like every 25 to 30 minutes. Whereas like on Hulu, you get like a minute and a half every 15 minutes. So Tubi's not a bad gig, especially for some of those older movies. It's well, on YouTube, I, Google Play, and Apple TV for three ninety nine. So I don't know how you overpaid for that, Jake, but you did. It, to rent, it was three ninety nine to rent. It was six ninety nine to buy. Oh, you purchased it. Okay, I bought for it. future use. Yeah, so for we can watch it again. That might show up as a family movie night. Wolfgang Peterson is going to get a check in the mail, and he's going to be like, "Thank you, Jake." Yep. Well, I I asked yeah, that they put my name. He'll, he'll get like a 60 cent check and he'll be like, thank it's you. It's not even going to be that. It's going to like 0.3 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like farthings is what it's going to be. It's going to be a shilling. It'll be a shilling. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I got to say, there's some, there's some cool movies coming out finally, you guys. Uh, there's a bunch that I'm like, What are you for. talking about? It's been a great year so far. Well, yes, but I mean, just from when we had COVID and everything got weird and shut down. This, and This we summer feels that. more like a regular movie summer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited for Top Gun. We've got Thor Love and Thunder coming. I am so excited uh, for Thor. So <laughs> I'm excited. very excited for Thor. Um, the Lightyear is coming out. There's a bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm interested. I'm excited. And I, I, I would love to chat everything everywhere all at once when when jake gets checked. i need to go see that one i haven't gotten a chance to see that one yet and i need to go see i'm it. just warning you about hot dogs like don't even i like uh, the hot dogs it creeps me out it did, creeps did, did me you out. see you can buy them i sent you the link i don't i don't want to don't do that <laughs> um i i've seen a lot of criticism about lightyear and i've definitely felt a little bit like why are we making this movie but seeing the ads for it mm -hmm. i have quite a few kids in my house that are like we can't wait to go see that movie and so yeah. for people that are saying super negative things about it or that I'm they're not, not excited about that that's stuff. fine it's not for you 
Yeah. You don't, right. the great thing is you don't have to, I'm not no reading any of that stuff. Cause I'm excited. I'm actually, yeah. um, I'm actually putting together something special around the movie that, Ooh. um, I hopefully I'll get, I'm going to interview both of you for as well. A uh, little special project I'm putting together. Um, and then I'll Perfect. put it up on our Facebook page and multiplane podcast. It's a, it's a, what's see with Val special light year segment. So I like it. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I I heard from the director and he said that this was basically Lightyear is the 80s sci-fi movie that uh, Andy saw as a kid. And then they made cartoon toys for kids, which is where Buzz comes from. And I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. I can see that. And yeah. anytime Pixar wants to jump into the sci-fi realm, I'm down. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it'll, mm -hmm. I think it'll be good. I think. And I'm hoping nothing's going to be Toy Story or Toy Story 2. Right. Nothing is going to be that again. So well, yeah, don't why even am I go, go in expecting expect it. Because that's why what people do. That's why people hate <laughs> on it. Just go knowing that it's its own thing and leave your crabby butt at home. Just go in with a good attitude yeah. and have fun. Yeah, yes. I think that one looks good. I, I am so excited for Top Gun. And Thor, just every time I watch it, it just the in the trailer, the scene where where star lord is like just look into the eyes of the people you love yeah and thor keeps leaning over <laughs> not me not you yeah it is oh i'm just listening yeah. <laughs> it is so good so i i'm taika watiti in my mind everything oh. he does is just brilliant and well, amazing and taika watiti is in uh lightning lightyear so Yes, he is. Yes. So there you go. So you know uh, it's going to be awesome and amazing. And I just finished up. He was in Our Flag Means Death over on HBO. Mm. I haven't, believe it or not, haven't seen that one. Neither Our Flag I. Means, that, but I've heard a lot of people one, really it's loved it, and it's really it. great. It's quite fun, yeah, yeah. It sounds fun. Yeah, he plays Blackbeard. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we need someone. I'm just anti <laughs> any pirate film that doesn't have Johnny Depp. Okay. No, I'm not. It's just the title of the movie sounds super fun. <laughs> um, I'm for all pirates. I am an equal pirate lover. I know you are. There you go. An equal pirate lover. Yep. And on that note, she's the thing. equal pirate lover. <laughs> There's a lot of singing in this episode. Horse New song. Horse and horse. We, we haven't we haven't let everybody know this yet, but we are coming out with the movies that make us albums. So we're starting to release the songs episode by episode, so that you'll want to actually buy the album sometime. It's, the, it's the jingles yeah. that make us. The jingles that make us. <laughs> that Perfect. would be a fun show. That would be actually. A fun there show. are a lot of jingles we could actually talk about. Yeah, there, there. It's a, and I'm sure there's got to be a podcast out there. That talks about the first jingles. name. It's O S C A R. Oh gosh. Yep. <laughs> okay. I gotta go, guys. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it that you come back week after week, even when sometimes the show doesn't make sense. But that's why we love us, I hope. If not, I don't know why you're sticking around. But we love you anyway. And thank you uh for watching. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also send us any feedback to podcast at movies that make us.com, or you can comment on any of our social media posts, including YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, we won't see you at the movies.
And there upon a rainbow is the answer to a never-ending story. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.